prayed. Uh, my prayer was I uh, asked God to not to let the devil kill me out here while I was in the streets before I could get back. But I said, if you give me one more chance at life and music, I promise you, I'm gonna shout you out and I'm gonna testify and we're gonna have a little church up in there. Waking up, thanking God. Every day is feeling just like Sunday. Wifey fly by my side. Green light, everything is going my way. Riding clean, living dreams. Just left the barber and I'm feeling like Midas. Heard him say, give him praise. What's in the water got you acting like this? Ain't a day go by that I don't try to thank the Lord up above. And if you wonder why I'm loving life, I'm close and I tell you what's up. Listen, ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed. Yes, living every moment, no regrets. Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. Yes, ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed. Yes, living every moment, no regrets. Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm blessed. Yes, I'm blessed. Yes, definitely, I am truly, 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 truly blessed. Hello, and welcome back. It's a pleasure to speak with you again and share a brand new episode of The Perfect Storm. As always, each episode is the construction or the staircase. So if you've missed uh, any of the prior episodes, you can listen to them and catch them on anchor.fm forward slash mark dash v dash smith and Spotify under Mark V. Smith, The Process and on Google Podcasts. You know, quite frankly, we've come a long way in a very short period of time. <laughs> and guess what? We're at the halfway point of the perfect storm. But before we move forward with today's message, let me take a quick second for a short version of the recap. In episode one, if you recall, we talked about how significant it is to hold on during your storm and how some never recover by pulling over instead of driving through it. In episode two, we discussed the definition of the word storm. And that was surviving trials and obstacles to remain motivated. And while our trials and situations may delay our end results, we do reach our end game if we remain, I say again, remain in pursuit of our goal. Which gave us wisdom to honor adversity before ignoring the test or habit. What we do daily where our mind goes and the regiment we take we partake in becomes our everyday friend or our everyday foe. If I asked uh, what a parking lot means to five different people, I'm pretty sure most would describe a flat or even elevated concrete structure. You, you think? I'm pretty sure they would also say and or visualize that some some sort of transportation vehicle, whether we're talking about a car, a motorcycle even bicycle will come to their mind. Or someone might say, no, Mark. A parking lot is where you go to contemplate our next endeavor as we wait for, it to, for its manifestation or not wait for it. I asked the same question to someone yesterday who responded, our daily grind, work became my parking lot. And as I accept this as my own way to live, she said a word in that conversation that became the basis for this week's message and truly made me look back. That made me revisit something I had asked myself a few years ago. And that was, 
do I exist or do I live? So we're going to talk about live. Life's infection, vulnerability to excuses. Live. Are you ready? All right, let's begin the day. Let's talk about life. Wow. I'm coming to the plate with something strong, and that is life creates situations that aren't pleasant uh, quite often. And I know you're, you're thinking, or even saying to your mind, <laughs> you think? <laughs> really? Several people have heard me say that our own self-imposed limitations restrict the life that we are destined to live. Now, Tim McGraw wrote a song that you will hear at the end of this message today that perhaps grasps the true meaning of life. But in this song, you will hear a redirection of life and the value of what it should mean. Life is, is freedom. Life is a smile. Life is appreciation of little things. Life is the central core of, of our being. And who we truly are without the mask that sometimes but we put on for the world. Now, hopefully all of us are doing what we can to take acceleration steps in life in 2020. Oh, the perfect storm. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll revisit that again as we close our message. We got the L. Let's talk about infectious. With our current state of the world, infectious would draw uh, my mind to disease or a saddened state of mind. Simple fact is we are all taking precautions of the coronavirus and respect its impact that is made in the U.S. and abroad. Now, the reality of life is that we live in a society that allows subjectivity. Or what do I mean? And how does this coincide with infectious? Have you ever worked with someone or been around someone that was happy or smiled no matter what? You know, I remember coaching a young man. Of course, whose name I will not disclose for his privacy, who smiled all the time. Now, I could chew him out and get in his face. I'd make him run, and he would come back with a smile. And as you can imagine, I, initially, I grew angrier and angrier. Because in my mind, it was saying, this kid thinks this is a joke. A test of wills in which he would definitely lose. But his demeanor and his attitude didn't change from a 125-pound sophomore to a 205-pound All-State High School All-American senior. <laughs> I nicknamed him Giggle Pops, and his attitude and work ethic became infectious. His teammates looked at his smile and calmness during adverse game situations, and so did we as coaches, quite frankly. Consider who in your circle has that smile, that positive affirmation of love for life during this ever-so-time that we truly need it. So let's move to the V. Vulnerability. To say that human beings never trust would be a lie. What I'm saying is at some point in our lives, we've put our faith in someone else. Not just us, but someone else. And what happened next? There was times that we were let down and it would be safe to say we were probably pretty angry with that individual who let us down. It's also sad to think that society has created the mindset that if we are vulnerable, we are perceived to be weak. But guess what? This is the furthest from the truth. How are we going to experience the growth that we need if we live in fear of our fellow men and women? Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. 
It's our greatest measure of courage. So let's move to the, the final letter, the E. <laughs> the big one. Excuses. Two weeks ago, I delivered a message on habit. And within that message, I read the habit poem and outlined how the routines we develop are the central component and who we become. George Washington Carver made an eye-opening statement in which when he said 99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. One more time. 99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. To experience life and all it has in store for us, eliminating the excuses and pressing forward is paramount. Imagine this. What if you would have acted on your dream when it first entered your mind? And told yourself you could truly do it. Now I know you can't go backwards in life. And that's not where I'm going. I'm simply stating there's no reason any longer to stymie your, your own progression with self-defeating mental warfare. Why can't you? Why not you? Let me tell you a short story. Of two twin brothers. Ryan and Raymond. Both of these young men. Had the same opportunities in life. Um, they had uh, family support. And by many accounts. They never wanted for anything in their entire life. Ryan. Was dedicated to making the varsity basketball team. As a sophomore. And he was always seen at 4am. Every day. Every day. Running around the neighborhood. Bouncing a basketball. While Raymond didn't see the need to work as hard, he was one of the top players in the area at that particular time. When asked um, Raymond why he didn't put in the effort as his brother, his excuse was a simple reply. <laughs> For what? Raymond often bragged to everyone that his success was inevitable, and he was looking forward to making an early commitment to his dream school, which was the University of Kentucky. With two minutes left in the first game of the season, his brother, Ryan, got a chance to take the court for the very first time as a varsity athlete. And in just two short minutes, he had eight points and two steals. The very next morning, guess what he did? He was back at his usual routine, his usual habit, before school, running with the basketball in his hand. The next week of school, there was an altercation, and Raymond was suspended per the district policy, and was removed from the basketball team for the remainder of the year. Ryan asked him, what did he do? And of course, excuse after excuse, blame after blame began to take shape. You know, he blamed other individuals, the school, and even his brother. Instead of taking accountability for his actions, again, the list of excuses began to grow. His brother tried to get him to go work out with him and stay in shape for the next year. But he stated, I've got other things to do than watch you run, man. With Raymond off the team, Ryan became the focal point of the team. He went on that year as a sophomore to average 32 points per game and being named All-State as a sophomore. And he began to garner the attention from several major colleges across the country. While Ryan remained dedicated and continued to the 4 a.m. runs, Raymond again made excuses to why he need not work on his craft, why he need not work to be a better player, a better person, 
a better man. See, all the dedication that Ryan put forth was rewarded in due time. And with his consistency, he was awarded a scholarship to Michigan State University. But guess what? Raymond's path took a totally different turn as he later dropped out of high school and still complains to this day about how the world is against him. See, excuses prohibit us from reaching levels of success that are designed for us. Small things are truly really big things. Remember, I said it before, how you do anything is everything. So removing excuses from your life allow you to become unapologetic for your success and live with the power to grow forward. Life's infectious vulnerability to excuses. Live. Hmm. Let me close with something that uh, was said earlier, and that is how you do anything is everything. Extreme ownership means you are responsible for your thoughts, your actions, your choices, and even your failures. So how do you want to live? Great question. Do you exist or do you live? Now, this message may not be for you today, but um, who, who is it? Who needs it? He needs to put the pause on excuses to move to another level. You know, the fact of the matter is, sadly, we often complicate situations for no reason at all instead of pushing forward to the greatness that's in us all. So I just want to say this real quick. While you're growing forward toward your greatness, always, always remember your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. Tasha, Mom, Mama Sarah, I love you very much. To my world future leaders, my grandbabies, Kaya, Jalen, Gideon, Asher, Reagan, and Ivy, Poppy loves you, babies, and I'll see you soon. You said I was in my early 40s a lot of life before me when a moment came that stopped me on a dime I spent most of the next days looking at the x-rays talking about the options and talking about sweet time I asked him when it sank in that this might really be the real end how's it hit you when you get that kind of news Man, what'd you do? And he said I went skydiving I went Rocky Mountain climbing I went 2.7 seconds On a full name Green Manchu And I looked deeper And I spoke sweeter And I gave forgiveness I've been denying said, someday I hope you get the chance to live like you were dying.